so fired up for today's Fantasy Feast podcast that I wanted to make sure you were fired up about DraftKings. Millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. Take your shot at big cash prizes with basketball contests every day or take a swing at golf, hockey, and more every week. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Don't forget, there's still football going on with XFL action this weekend as well. Get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code FEAST during sign-up and get a free shot at over $100,000 in prizes with your first deposit. Don't forget, that's code FEAST and get a free shot at over $100,000 in prizes with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, it's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. He is a total stud, Joe Dolan. What an unbelievable pickup after Evan Silva went out on his own venture. Love Evan. But love me some Joe Dolan, too. At FG underscore Dolan on Twitter is the key. You guys know how highly ranked, highly touted he is. And a great personality to boot, Joe, if I don't say so myself. I am former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker. Five teams, seven years. Loved it. Now I love having five podcasts that I do over seven days, five days really. You should absolutely, by the way, listen to Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. How much does Drew Brees have left? And what does he think about Teddy Bridgewater? Thought it was really interesting. Then we even got into like the second tier of quarterbacks for the draft. Jacob Easton, Jordan Love, Jake Fromm. Great listen from Greg as always, today, we have got Michelle Majuk from the Ball Blast podcast, which is part of the RT Media family. She does the show with her wife, Kate Majuk. It is an awesome, awesome show. Can't highly recommend it enough. And today, we're going to get into players that you really need to keep an eye on what happens in free agency. Because they could be hurt. Their fantasy value could go down based on what happens in free agency. So sort of a predictive show, if you will. You can follow Michelle on social media at BallBlastem, which I love. I also, by the way, love Manscaped. Oh, it's the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Let me just tell you. I've said it before. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've had a couple of Nick incidents in my life when I used to take those little tiny scissors that I think are mainly for nose hair 
and I would use those to trim my uh, man hair. And it didn't go well a couple of times. I guess I, you know, I'm like pulling the hair up, trying to get too close, nick the skin. Not good, dude. Not good. They have changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. It is the perfect tool for your family jewels. It's got the lawnmower 3.0 in there, which is a waterproof cordless body trimmer, ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FEAST. Your partner, your body, and your balls will thank you. All right, so Michelle, before we start, uh, so excited to have you for the next two episodes of the Fantasy Feast. Love what you and Kate are doing on the Ball Blast podcast. I described it, but I'm quite sure you could do a better job than I did. So for people that haven't checked it out yet, what are they missing? Yeah, so uh, my wife and I have a fantasy football podcast. It's called Ball Blast. One word, by the way, if you're looking for it. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you really listen to podcasts. But throughout the off season, we're, we're still making an episode a week. We really hit on Dynasty in that way if you play in Dynasty formats. But we're definitely discussing the upcoming season as well if you just play in Redraft. And then throughout the season, we're, we mostly focus on Redraft there and we have two episodes a week but we just we like to give you fantasy information in an entertaining way so we try to you know spice it up a little bit have fun games have challenges we debate a lot um, and we bring guys on to blast their balls and it's just a fun time if you want to come you know listen to fantasy football takes that can be a bit crazy sometimes highly recommend you guys check that out and yes you heard her correctly. If you're not familiar, she did say her wife, Kate, and I have world famous audio about my confusion concerning that, that people still talk about a year later that we will play next week's episode. So you're going to want to listen to that because it is amazing. But for now, we got to get into the business at hand. All right. So, Michelle, let's start. With the free agency or the draft, guys that might be hurt. And you had first on your list Devontae Adams, which makes a lot of sense to me because they got to get Aaron Rodgers some more weapons. So on some level, that has to hurt Devontae, right? For sure. And I'm not saying that he's going to drop out of the top 12 wide receivers, but they need a wide receiver too. And Lazard is not a thing. And just looking back, when Aaron Rodgers was actually, you know, in his prime, people say he's not anymore. He had three wide receivers across the board, like three good wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, back in the day, James Jones, you know, he had Greg Jennings. So when he had three wide receivers at a time, or even two, those wide receivers weren't getting as many targets as you're seeing Adams get um, recently. So Jordy Nelson did have a couple years around 150 targets, but besides that, Rogers top guys were always around 110, 120 targets. Now so I don't Michelle, think Adams will drop that far, 
but I could definitely see him dropping to that like 150 target mark, which right now he's around 170. So I think those 20 targets could be sh- like seen. And if you're taking him in the first round in drafts, you might be a little bit disappointed just with how you know much you have to spend on him. Now, Michelle, like my my question is, do you buy into Aaron Rodgers no longer being in his prime and some would argue no longer anywhere close to it, which would obviously hinder his ability to support multiple wide receivers? I think more the issue is maybe we should go back and see was Aaron Rodgers really, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time, which we were calling him, or was it because he had so many options? And I think it's a little bit of both, but we have to expect a quarterback to get worse when he goes from always having three great wide receivers to one and then nothing else. I mean, the next highest targeted guy on the team last year was Aaron Jones, and that's at 68 targets, and that's a running back. I mean, he didn't really have anyone else to trust. Yeah, you know, I'm curious about the impact of a second year in LaFleur's offense and how much that ultimately helps Aaron Rodgers. Does it make a big difference? Is it a little difference? Is it no difference? That will absolutely be something to keep an eye on. You also had on your list Marlon Mack, the running back from the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this one's going to bother some people because Colts fans love their Marlon Mack, and I get it. He's extremely talented on the ground, but nine of his 14 games that he played, he had zero or one target in the game. That's it. Uh, And we saw when Marlon Mack went down, the other running backs were able to still produce because that offensive line is so great. Jonathan Williams, the backup, the backup had two games over 100 rushing yards while Mack was out. So is it Marlon Mack or is the offensive line just that great? And I think the Colts will look for a guy that's a little bit more versatile in the passing game and great on the ground. And they have two second round picks, which I just think is perfection for them to be able to take a running back. And this is a great running back class. So if they, you know, they take a guy early here, I think that would definitely hurt Marlon Mack. And, you know, he might lose his role immediately. And Michelle, I think this goes to a, a philosophical question as well because it applies to Derrick Henry, and I think Marlon Mack's style – I don't want to say stylistically, but for fantasy, he's kind of lowercase Derrick Henry. He doesn't catch the ball. He he runs between the tackles. He can bust off some long runs. But those guys always struggle to maintain consistent value in fantasy because they don't catch the football. And Marlon Mack, they came out this year and said, oh, we wanted to catch the football. He didn't do it this year. It's obviously not something that's really ever going to be a part of his game. And do you think that the Colts, especially if they go sign somebody like Phillip Rivers to be the quarterback, are really going to look at somebody who can catch the ball out of the backfield? Because Rivers has always had that when he was with the Chargers, dating back to LaDainian Tomlinson, and then, of course, with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Is that a big concern for you? Yes, absolutely. If they bring in Rivers, I mean, one guy you'd have to keep an eye on is Naeem Hines getting more more work and more snaps because he's versatile in that way where he can catch the ball and he's more of the guy they try to use in that way. Uh, but I absolutely think that they would try to bring in a running back either through the draft or free agency to help out Rivers there since that's his, you know, it seems to be a, a part of the game plan that he loves. You know, it's neither here nor there, but just listening to this conversation it just struck me there's a lot of guys like Jameis Winston Derrick Henry where it feels like they have so much more value to their incumbent team 
than they do into any acquiring team. And yet I know they want big dollars, but I don't think any potentially acquiring team that would be signing them really like does somebody really want to give Jameis Winston thirty million dollars? Does somebody really want to give Derrick Henry fourteen million? I just don't see it. I, so I, I don't I don't really think those guys end up switching teams, first of all. And second of all, I just think it's a fascinating dynamic because they're guys that have value clearly, but I think more value to their own team. But then it becomes a weird negotiation because it's like, well, wait a minute, this is what top guys at my position are getting. And it's like, yeah, and we like you, but nobody else is going to pay you that. So what are we going to do? Yeah, they're both in pretty sticky situations right now with how deep the free agency class is. And especially for running backs, it's not just free agency with Kenyon Drake, you know, being cheaper and maybe Melvin Gordon and David Johnson, they can get them for a little bit cheaper, but the draft class is so great. So if you need a running back, why go sign a guy for that much money when you could get someone else that your offensive line is so good and Indy, why spend up? Let's keep it going on your list, uh, which I think is really interesting, Michelle. All of the different people that you're looking at in terms of potentially being hurt in free agency. How about Zach Ertz? Tight end for the Eagles. They clearly are good at tight end with he and Dallas Goddard, but the Eagles are absolutely expected to add some wide receivers. Yes, and that's where I think it will hurt him is the wide receiver position if they add to that, which they have to. Now, I believe I came on here last offseason and I said fade Zach Ertz in fantasy drafts like early because he was going so early. Now, I was half correct and half very wrong because the first half of the season, he was on a 16-game pace for 848 yards and two touchdowns. The second half of the season, he was on pace for 162 targets, 1,125 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And why is that? Because everyone went down hurt yet again, just like in 2018. So a reason I said to fade him was because there was nobody healthy in 2018, and in 2019, they would have more weapons. Well, that didn't happen because every single wide receiver got hurt on their team. So I think this offseason, they have to bring in more wide receivers for once. Like a lot of people, they have to draft a guy early uh, to help Wentz out because he struggled this year with the weapons he had um, just because, I mean, he was playing with what Greg Ward <laughs> as his top guy. So I, I do think that could hurt Zach Ertz again next year where he's still going to be a good tight end, very solid, just not as dominant as we want if we're going to draft him in the first three rounds. Uh, Michelle, to play devil's advocate here, um, the Eagles have a lot of needs, especially um, on defense as well in the secondary. And one of the things I'm starting to think that they might do is spend big in the secondary and then try to pepper in some cheaper guys at wide receiver to add some speed and then really attack the wide receiver position in the draft. That's just kind of a hunch I have, you know, that they went out and they they paid a big salary to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, it worked in 2017. It hasn't really worked since. Obviously, we know Deshaun Jackson last year. He's expected to be back, but who knows how healthy he's going to be. So to play devil's advocate here, do you think it might 
might actually help Zach Ertz if the Eagles go, maybe they're not in the market for uh, a Stefan Diggs or an Amari Cooper, but maybe they go out there and they sign a Brashad Perriman, somebody who can just stretch the field and maybe open things up in the intermediate area for, for Zach Ertz. I wonder if that's something that they might look to do, and that could be potentially interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if they don't bring in one of the, the big names guys, then Zacherts will be fine. I do think if they brought in a guy like Robbie Anderson to stretch the field, like Deshaun Jackson did this year when he was healthy for like five seconds, I mean, that's still going to take targets away from Ertz. And that's when you see Ertz completely shine in fantasy is when he's getting an absurd amount of targets. He's not like a massive yards after catch guy or yards per reception guy. He needs that massive target volume. And if someone else is there to take it, uh, you know, it can't help him, I don't think. Let's get to some of the other guys. And this is interesting. This is the one category... Michelle, where you didn't just have one guy, you said all the Tampa Bay wide receivers. And I'm I'm curious as to why. You think that they might have a downgrade at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, if they don't sign Jameis Winston, that's not good news for these Tampa Bay wide receivers. Uh, they, I mean, Jameis Winston is not afraid to throw deep. He's not afraid to make mistakes. He's not afraid to try to get that ball in a tight window, and that's fantastic for wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, Tampa Bay was fourth most um, uh, ranked in passing attempts this past season. Now, maybe they stay with that with a new quarterback, but I like in fantasy, you don't hate that Jameis Winston throws 30 interceptions because guess what? He then Tampa Bay is always behind the games. They have to continue throwing, and that's fantastic for the wide receiver group. And I think if they bring in someone else, I don't even know who it would be, maybe Rivers, that's not a good thing for Mike Evans especially. And I feel a little bit better about Chris Godwin because he's a shorter route guy, but you have to be worried about Mike Evans there if Jameis Winston's gone. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, Peter King wrote in a recent column that he was thinking Teddy Bridgewater potentially for the Buccaneers. And I I, it, I could not think of a more opposite passer than Jameis Winston. And he might be a real-life upgrade, but that's obviously a big problem. Yeah, it would be a real-life upgrade. And does that really fit with Bruce Arians, though? I feel like he loves to go deep. I don't know if that's a good fit, but that would be terrible for – that would be terrible for Mike Evans, especially. Maybe Chris Godwin would be okay, but I, I, don't, I don't like that for either guy. What do you guys think of if it were Rivers instead of Jameis Winston? Ooh, I think Chris Godwin could play almost that Keenan Allen type role, but if Mike Evans is going to be the Mike Williams role, we saw we saw that Mike Williams and Philip Rivers were not on the same page a lot. The balls were not coming in the right direction or getting close to Mike Williams. I, I don't love that for Evans. And, you know, Evans is one of my favorite fantasy wide receivers in the game. So I, I wouldn't like Rivers there. Yeah, Ross, I How think Philip Rivers is kind of stylistically similar uh, to Jameis Winston in terms of mentality. But at this point, Jameis just has more physical ability. And I think Bruce Arians would probably think that Philip Rivers mentally is going to be an upgrade um, and does and still has the same mentality. But I, I just don't know if he has the arm to get the ball down the field. Yeah. Did, yeah. Watching him this year was was tough. He looked like he was struggling the way just his awkward throwing motion in the first place isn't a pretty thing to watch, but it looked like he had to put so much power back there to get the ball down the field. Okay. Um, now we're going to get to Keenan Allen out with the chargers. And right now 
their quarterback is Tyrod Taylor, boy, I just I don't see that. Uh, I think they're going to get a veteran, even if they even if they think they're going to draft Herbert or someone in the draft. I just don't think they're rolling into the first game with Tyrod Taylor in the new stadium. I would think that they'd give them at least somebody they could sell, a Jameis Winston, a Cam Newton, but I might be wrong, Michelle. I that's what I'm thinking here. Like if they're really going to go with Tyrod Taylor or, and I had Justin Herbert down as the rookie that they could take in the draft, that's not a good sign for Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has had one quarterback in every single NFL game he's played in, and that is Phil Rivers, because Rivers didn't miss a game. How does that change now when he has to play with someone else? And the options aren't looking pretty. And I don't think they I don't think they're going to be able to get a Breeze or a Brady, in my opinion, or I guess Breeze is going to stay with the Saints, but I just don't know who the who will be available that will want to go to the Chargers. And my bigger thing with Keenan Allen, even if Rivers were to stay, his yearly stats have been very consistent over, you know, 1,100 yards and six touchdowns basically every year. But it seems like his game-to-game stats are just widely inconsistent. And he's hard to own in fantasy. He started off the season on fire and then went nine straight games without 75 receiving yards. He's hard to own in the first place. And without Rivers, he's a huge sell for me in dynasty leagues. And I'm not touching him in redraft. Yeah, this one is really fascinating to me. And I like that you put this one on the list, Michelle. And the reason is if Tyrod Taylor is the guy, okay, it's probably going to be him. I guess maybe Tom Brady. We'll we'll see about that. I, I believe Brady's in another uniform when I actually see him in one. But let's just say it's Tyrod Taylor and maybe Justin Herbert, okay? A rookie quarterback who isn't exactly known for his accuracy, not great for Keenan Allen in that short to intermediate area. And Tyrod Taylor, I know, there's there's a huge debate. He's one of the more polarizing players on football Twitter. We know he's good for fantasy when he plays. But I think a lot of people said, oh, man, you know, when this guy was in Buffalo, he just didn't have any weapons. And I don't think that could be further from the truth. I mean, at one time, he had Sammy Watkins before Sammy Watkins really started to decline. He had Robert Woods, and he had Chris Hogan, who, hey, it wasn't the greatest receiving core in the NFL, but these are all guys who went elsewhere and had quite a bit of success at times, especially Robert Woods. And and Tyrod Taylor is just not a high-volume passer. I think he's, him starting would be apocalyptically bad for uh, for Keenan Allen for fantasy, though I think it might be all right for Mike Williams down the field. Tyrod's always been a great deep ball thrower, but I think Tyrod starting at quarterback, whether it's for five games, whether it's for 16, that would be apocalyptic for Keenan Allen. Agree. And people All forget right. Tyrod was only so great in fantasy because of his legs. He wasn't doing much with his arm. I mean, we all know rushing yards go way further in fantasy than actual passing yards. So Joe has one that he wants to add to your list, Michelle, which is awesome. But before he does, Joe, there's something even more important than guys that might be affected by free agency we need to discuss. Very much more important, Ross, and because you want comfort down below. We all do. And when it comes to comfort down below, there's underwear. And then there's Tommy John, the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, including me. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. In fact, they give three Fs. Fabric, fit, and function. 
Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you have ever worn before. And as a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee. That is about as hard a guarantee as I have ever heard. A no wedgie guarantee. Comfortable, stay put waistbands and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, and moisture wicking. Breathable, designed to move with you, not against you. That's Tommy John's fabrics. No bunching, no riding up. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guarantee. There are guarantees all over the place. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations across the country, including Nordstrom. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com feast for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com feast for 20% off. TommyJohn.com feast. All right. Speaking of a guy that would love Tommy John and probably do Tommy John commercials, the guy you wanted to add, Joe, is Julian Edelman. Yeah, so this one is really fascinating because he's getting older. He's had injury problems. Obviously, he had the stupid arrest this offseason. And then, well, if Tom Brady leaves, we know Julian Edelman could be in problem, uh, could be a problem in, in trouble. And if he stays, Tom Brady wants a wide receiver upgrade. He wants a tight end upgrade. In my opinion, I think free agency, no matter what happens, is probably bad news for Julian Edelman. Yeah, Michelle, I, and, and I think somehow, some way, Michelle, that Patriots are going to add weapons. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm totally with you there with Julian Edelman. If Brady leaves, I don't even know if you care to draft Julian Edelman. We've seen so many wide receivers or you know running backs that are used in the passing game leave Tom Brady, and they're nothing. Remember Chris Hogan? Because... I don't. <laughs> he, If Tom Brady got, is gone, basically we don't even have to worry about Julian Edelman. If Brady stays like most of us expect to end up happening, I still agree with you there that they have to bring someone else in or maybe Nikhil Harry takes that step up from his rookie season to his second year. But I agree with you here that he could really be hurt in free agency. That was awesome. Joe, Michelle, I loved it. Already fired up for next week. We're going to dive into second-year wide receivers. Who might make the leap? Who might not? Really, really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to telling you guys about BoxOfAwesome.com from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to craft your own hard cider or toast perfectly aged fall cocktails, Box of Awesome has you covered. I love their like Dob kit, toiletry kit deal. I got that. I love their weekender bag. I got that. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. Free to sign up. You can skip a month, cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code FEAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST, for 20% off your first 
box, which is awesome. Boxofawesome.com. Speaking of awesome, said it earlier in the show, I'll say it again. Greg Cosell was unbelievable on the Ross Tucker football podcast today. And we already got into season win total numbers yesterday on the Even Money podcast. So encourage you guys to check out that if you like putting a little something something on anything, on, on the season win totals, XFL, whatever you're into. We will have Michelle back next week, which is amazing to dive into that second-year wide receivers conversation. She was fantastic today. She'll be even better next week, which is amazing. And reminder, by the way, you can always send us an email question if you want. Ross at RossTucker.com. Just put fantasy in the subject line, and I will ask Joe Dolan and or our guest, whoever that guest may be. Really appreciate those of you that follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. The podcast network is at RTF Podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm all over Instagram now, too, at Ross Tucker NFL. And if you are really a stud, you can download us multiple times on multiple devices when you're bored, watching the XFL week this weekend, whatever. Apple Podcasts rankings, comments are huge. Love those of you that do that as well. Other than that, that was a meaty episode. I am totally totally stuffed we're done thanks for listening to the fantasy feast podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast even money business of sports and the college draft all available at apple podcasts ross tucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found you know what joe michelle there's one more thing i forgot to mention and that is betonline.ag that's the our online sportsbook experts where you go and you get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code PODCAST1. We talk about it all the time on the Even Money podcast, and we did it yesterday when we were talking about our NFC season win total numbers, which, by the way, you should absolutely check out our first look at those. And then go to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% five zero welcome bonus betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts